following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. We got a lot to talk about, man. We've got a few commitments. We've got a uh, party at the palace, all that and more here coming on the Sooner or Later Sports Show. I am your host, Jay. We got our boy Coop in the studio with us today. So thank you for pulling up with us here on the YouTube channel, as well as checking us out wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to. While you're here, please like, subscribe, rate us, review us. Give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it, man? Let's go ahead and give us five anyway and a gifted. So we're going to dive into the three commitments, not just two, but three we've had over the last week since I've been out of town. We're going to dive into some party at the palace stuff because I'm kind of curious to who's going to be pulling up. And then we're going to wrap things up with a little bit of fun. We're going to talk about the college football all name, all American team. So we're going to have fun with that one. I think you guys will definitely enjoy it. So let's dive right into it. Shall we coop? What's going on, man? I just, uh, you know, I'm not swole or anything, but uh, when we have the week that we have, we just gotta, uh, we just gotta flex. You gotta flex because uh, you know what? <laughs> there is some skip flex. So here's here's a skip flex. Uh, here's a BV flex right there. Uh, let's go with the Demarco Murray flex. Ah, uh, and you gotta get them all right. Every single one of them. You got to get all of them in there because, boy, what a last, gosh, two weeks. And so let me start off with this. I've had a couple people jump in the comments asking your boy, hey, man, what's going on? Where you been? Why we haven't heard from you? Uh, where'd you go on vacation? So Roll. I turned 40. Roll. I turned 40 on the 14th. So big 4-0 for your boy. Went on vacation. Hit up Jamaica. As you can see, I'm tanned up beautifully because of it. And so... We went from that, and um, I've been keeping an eye out to all the commitments that was coming, and so that's why I had videos ready. I had a couple people hit me up and be like, hey, make videos for these four people, in which the fourth one didn't come through yet. Make videos for these four people, put them bad boys, and get ready for them to go out, and so here we are. And so we've got to flex, like you said, Coop, on some big, <laughs> big pickups, and I'm seeing y'all in the comments losing your minds already. Let's go ahead and say some shout outs real quick before we start. What's good, Drew? What up? Thank you for True. pulling up. Hank, you're right. Take a little time to, you know, the week on the trail for our boy over there in the um, West Coast. It ain't been going the way they've been wanting to go. What up, Lemon Line? Thank you for pulling up. Topher, you are right. Topher, you we got are it. not done yet. Andrew's going to be better for recruiting. It's going to get even better. Yes, it is. And thank you, Eddie. I appreciate the love for your boy's birthday. But no, cool. Let's flex. Let's flex on him. First off, we had Jaden Jackson that pulled up, right? Jaden was is the defensive lineman from IMG Academy, close friends with our boy uh, David Stone. And we anticipated that he would pick Oklahoma. But I'm going to be honest. There was fear that we may not win his services. There was true nervousness about not winning his service. And I thought it was interesting that it was stated that we may not win his service, but now he went ahead and came to Oklahoma and picked up a Texas. Coop, what you think about hmm. that? Well, 
I've given uh, my thoughts on a couple of other uh, podcasts, and uh, I, I mean, I want to throw it out to the to you guys watching. Um, I, I may not hit everybody, but Hank, guys like Topher, man, thanks for streaming because man, th- it means a lot to us uh, for you guys here. Um, and obviously, we want to be here every single uh, Sunday night at six o'clock. We got more coming down the line, but let's talk this right when you have defensive linemen no matter what they are um and personally escorted on their visit by david stone i mean that that's all you need to hear right there but then you've also got a guy who uh when wyatt gilmore posted that power line graphic i mean with all the talk that was put around this is a group they've all been talking they all want to show out that's eight guys and if it's the eight guys that we all think they are that's just something, I mean, like the, the, the monumental defensive line haul that this could be, if you get 75%, like six out of the eight, that's still the best line we've ever seen. Um, I mean, if you get four, we still have one of the best defensive lines we've ever seen. So what we're only, what we're doing here is you just got to hop in and you got to understand that, like you start out with that defensive tackle that, you know, that guy in the middle who is going to uh, let the, the guys on the outside do their business, let the linebackers flow. So um, plus, I mean, there was a, there was a little bit of Texas, a little, little, little bit of horn tears that were happening because of that, because um, you know what? He was, he was uh, showing up in Austin anytime now uh, to a lot of folks, but uh, again, Got to get the flex for Bates. Uh, uh, Shout out to Bates on that, man, Mm because y'all been questioning him, and we've been trying to tell y'all it takes time to build up what he's trying to do, get the players that he want to get. And this, honestly, this year, this is probably one of the best. I think defensive linemen dominate this class um, as far as top-rated players um, this year. This this is the class that has the most. I've seen probably in a bit, um, especially compared to last year. And so – Bates is going after the top dogs and he's going to start closing on a lot of them. And a lot of people are going to be like, Oh my bad. He was working more on 24 than he probably was on 23. I'm going to be keep, keeping it completely honest. We're going into the sec. So this class going there, it's going to be huge. And for those, for the uninitiated, if you listen to the um, interview I did with Colin Kennedy over at 24 seven, make sure you show some love to them. As soon as illustrated, they got their yeah. YouTube channel up. They just started their podcast. Go show them some love. They great provide some awesome content them as well as OU insider but you know this class is the one class where you can take in as many kids as you want there's no limit to how many you can you can uh sign this year this is the last year they did the NCAA provided this for 23 and 24 class especially with the transfer portal and everything they lifted the limit so technically our limit is 85 so if we want to sign 85 kids we technically could sign 85 kids if we wanted to, but we, of course, we're not going to. We're not dumb. We need veterans going into the SEC, but we're going to have a big class. That's the goal, so that we can have be as stacked as possible in preparation for the SEC. And so keep that in mind when you see who we're going after, how many we're going after, and you know what we're going to in these battles. And so Jane Jackson signs 713. Great way to start my vacation was him mm-hmm. basically signing on the line, you know, showing his commitment, putting the graphic out there, right? Then we go through the week. The weekend we had, you know, everybody was feeling good, feeling themselves, and all the conversations started about Taylor Tatum. And then right in between there, we had the four-star wide receiver, Zion Reagans, decide that he's going to go and put out his commitment. 5'9", 175 wide receiver out of Georgia, 
is yeah. headed to Oklahoma. And so many people were nervous about him because of him being in the state of Georgia and, of course, the Bulldogs being there, wondering if they could yank him out from underneath our sleeves. Nah, it appears that Emmett Jones knows what the heck he is doing, and he Thanks, yanked God. him away from him. Cool. How'd you feel about that pull, man? That was probably one of my favorite ones outside of, of course, the big boy. So when you have the Georgia aspect of it, that's big. Because, guys, don't think that this is not massive when we go into – the sec and there's family members starting a visit from Georgia. And, you know, when we, when we're visiting, uh, you know, Georgia here in a couple of years, um, we're in the sec country pulling guys. Um, this guy paired with a couple of other cats that we've got in here already. This is about speed. There is one play and I brought this up a little bit, but there's one play where they have a slot receiver and he runs a fake sweep back towards hits the running back stutter steps goes right back out they do a fake swing pass to him reagan's runs a post and nobody's there all he has to do is get the ball there now <laughs> we all love dg but and i see jackson arnold throwing that pass um it blows my mind we're gonna have some speed on the field and this guy is damn near olympic speed so uh you go into georgia you get a fast guy and you know what? I'm not going to say that this is uh, this is a payback for Anthony Evans last year, but nah. I'm not going to not say it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but th th this is this is one that a lot of folks wanted. This is one that a lot of folks wanted. And again, it's speed out of Georgia. Yeah, that's what you want. You want you're going to need speed in preparation for the defenses you're going to be going against from the Georgias, from the Alabamas, the LSU's, the now growing Tennessee's, and uh, Billy Napier is starting to do better on the recruiting trail for Florida, and so. We've got to get to that point. And so I'm really – I was excited about seeing him because it tells me that Emmett Jones has a plan. And you saw that with Ivan Carrion coming in, Zion Kearney. So is this the first – and I heard uh, Parker Thune say this, I'm cracking up. Is this the first time we've had, like, seen two Zions on the same recruiting class? I also have this question, though. I want one of y'all to answer this for me. Who the hell started creating these Zions? Where, where is the factory? Why are we seeing so many of them coming off the conveyor belt? Where, why is and, so many and there's also What is a link? There's also a Zion branch, too, that we missed on. Where are they coming from? I'm trying to figure out where are these Zions coming from. I'm seeing them everywhere. I think I've seen like eight of them in this in this recruiting class alone, and it's probably a lot more. It cracks me up just how names come down the Mom line. And I'm trying to think of a famous person. That yeah. may be it. Is that, is that the famous movie with, from, the Z with from Zion about in it? 24, 25 years ago. That was Zion was the, uh, the 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 place underground where it had the uh, okay the, uh, the raining dance orgy. Yeah, I was there. I, I, I mean, Drew, you, you may be right here on the Mount Zion, but I, I don't know. I say that because I, I would have expected this name to be back years ago, back you know when I was young. But it's not. It's just yeah. they all names always follow the trend based upon like celebrities and all this. Like we're seeing a bunch of Kobe's. Mm -hmm. Like Kobe's are everywhere because of Kobe. You know, yeah. you're starting to see some LeBrons. I saw a couple of LeBrons recently. Like that's really weird. Um, throws your boys. Uh, your boy off when it comes to thinking about the fact that LeBron's are coming through. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tossed by that. But anyway, Zion Reagans is out here 
cooking folks and he's gonna give us another speedy guy don't look at his size and get nervous because hollywood brown coming in was about that size and you're seeing what he's doing in the nfl uh we saw what he did at oklahoma and we want a mixture of your slot guys that are speedy and can do stuff that attract dudes and on top of your big guys because you can't have a whole bunch of i uh ivan uh carry-ons out there unless you can get a couple mm. of them that can run like a 10 300 and not a lot there's a lot of usain bolts <laughs> running at wide receiver in college football but we've getting a lot out of it and so transitioning from that tuesday you know all the excitement going in from that and then friday hits i landed thursday i landed early thursday morning I was sitting there relaxing in preparation, getting my mind right, right? I'm just like, okay, is this going to go down? And then the one thing I was waiting for happened. The guy from We Are SC, Scott, can't think of his last yeah. name. I don't even want to say his last name because he's not important to me. Oh, sorry. There you go. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't say his name. He's not important. <laughs> but he kept telling everybody that he would know where Tatum is going before everybody else. Because he has the best sources of anybody else out there. Well, he flipped his pick from USC to Oklahoma and basically just mailed it in and said, nope, I'm not going to his announcement. We've got somebody else covering it. I don't need to be there. What happened? He picked Oklahoma. And I think my favorite part of copium that we're seeing out of him, out of all the USC fans, is that they don't have enough room for him. The their running back room is stacked. It's too they they they're they don't they he wasn't gonna play. Oh, he picked baseball over football. All the blah blah blah, and it's like yeah, but if he would have picked SC, you would have said it something else. You would have said yes, our baseball program is better. Our baseball is great. Our baseball blah blah blah. And Drew, I'm not making a mistake about it. That's my point. Is that if it was them that got him for baseball, they would have said, mm-hmm. our baseball is going to be better than everybody else's. I'm just laughing at the fact that they really are downplaying the fact that Taylor Tatum really wanted to play at Oklahoma Coop. When you saw the excitement, how did it feel to flex again with DeMarco Murray getting Taylor flex. Tatum? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, receipts – were shared that was happening all over twitter um it's yeah okay so this is the number one running back um some folks may say well hey listen another source has him as the number two all right so he's number one or number two consensus he's going to be a consensus five-star pick did Mm -hmm. you know that he had a team and a defense that was so dope last year that he played like the first half of every game and he didn't see the second half. And he still ran for 1,900 yards. Um, you watch his film. A lot of the SE homers afterwards were, were making knocks that, yeah, yeah, all he wants to do is bounce it outside, though. All he wants to do is bounce it outside. Well, if you watch his huddle film about 45 seconds in, he puts the business to a linebacker right down the middle. And... I'm just one that says, like, if I take this road, there's a $5 bill on the ground. Or I take this mm-hmm. road, there's nothing. Uh, but I end up in the same place. I'm going to go to the one where I'm going to make some money. And so right. dude, he's got some speed. He can break away from people. And uh, 
yeah, make no mistake. This is a big baseball thing too. Uh, but it is, he wants to go play just like Jaden Jackson said, he wants to go play in the sec. You saw what the sec just did in the college world series. You saw what they did in the MLB draft. So we're going to be sitting here at some point. It's a risk that maybe he goes and he plays, he plays baseball, he balls out. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's not a sooner on the, on the football squad anymore. That is going to be something, but I would rather have a five-star running back commit here and get his cracks here because uh, you know what? It's um, it, it, it won't be a shocker to have him come in and share the load with X potentially Durham and a bevy of other young running backs. And he doesn't have to kill himself. He doesn't have to use all those legs. He doesn't have to be sitting here in six years wondering if he's ever going to make any money. Uh, so yeah, um, we got to give it to flex. And then, you know, you saw my boy Kyler, he, uh, he shout out to him right when it happened, but, uh, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Warmed my heart to the fact that, <laughs> we were able to show that we can handle a two-sport athlete. Now we're two-sport you, just just say that, because as it was mentioned yep. in the comments, the next one is definitely going to be Caden uh, Durham. If we're going to go two-sport athletes, we're going to cross the fingers and toes, we can win that battle. He is in August. And so, yeah, it's been a big flex week. Be excited, Sooner fans. This class is going to be legendary. Don't play. I mean, I know I've been sucking on the hopium like crazy, saying, oh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the big stuff. No, everything is coming down the line. Everything we said was going to happen is happening. And so we're going to make all of that happen. And so real quick, we'll jump into some of these comments real quick. Seth, what it, what's good, my man? Thank you for pulling up. Uh, we appreciate you pulling up the membership. We do have memberships live. So if you all want to support the show as we're trying to grow and do more big stuff, jump in. Starts at uh starts at a, a 99 cents for emojis. A field goal is what gets you into a lot of exclusive content. So we love to have you join the family. But uh we got uh we got one in here. Uh what's going on? All right, which who's a player to watch in recruitment watch for both of you guys? Also, who's on the warmer scale you believe is a lock? All right. Someone to watch for. Um, I just dropped a video before. There's a quarterback in there, Brendan uh Zerber Zerbrug, uh quarterback out yeah. of Alliance, Ohio. Just dropped a video. You can watch the film on that. He uh, we're looking at bringing two quarterbacks into this class. We have to. And, I, and as I mentioned before, because you can bring in as many players you want to as recruits, it's smart to get your depth at a young quarterback, someone that you can develop and keep long-term. He can redshirt them and keep them for a while. He's one to keep an eye out on that I think would be – it's going to be huge. He was committed to Northwestern. All the stuff happened with Pat Fitzgerald. He's now out. Um, he He's still committed, but he got an offer from us about five days ago. And honestly, I'm just waiting to see him decommit. And I'm saying I think he's going to decommit because I can totally see Levy and them giving him an enticing offer to come here and play quarterback. And so keep your eyes out on him. Um, another one that I'd say to watch out for, and then Coop, I'm going to pass it to you, and then I'm going to give you a warmer stock later. But another one to keep your eyes out for that's quiet is the offensive lineman. Was it Josh A. Uh, a. Sosa? Um, up in uh, Edmonds, I think it's Edmonds Santa Fe is a high school. Uh, offensive lineman, beating bows, going after him heavy. Um, he's one to keep your eyes open for as well as a commitment could come, honestly, after the Under the Stars event. 
Um, I'm sorry, Pirate at the Palace. But Under the Stars, Michael Fasusi, uh, PG of the PG show, has been hyping me on him, saying that he really feels like he's going to pop. Uh, so look out for him as well. Coop, who you got? Um, uh, I'll give me your, say this. Give me your watch, uh, and, and then we'll go warmer. I'm, Ooh. I'm, I'm, okay, so my watch first so xena I'll, I'll do it backwards uh xena okay is this is this is heating up it's it this is heating up and this is something that um that this this could be something and i don't even and i don't there's you know i'm trying to figure out now like if he were to pull the triggers or a transfer watch for his brother which is a freshman you know he just went through his freshman year in, at texas um so if we could take somebody who again who was destined down south and another person and he is one of the people on that that power line uh silhouette graphic mm -hmm. guys whew, uh i'm feeling it i'm feeling that one good um when i when somebody first said it to me a couple weeks back i thought i will not deter this person from his hope uh, i will let them run with it so there's that um <laughs> i i'm watching i'm watching uh grant bricks I think that uh, I think Bricks is uh, is heating up. He will be at the party of the palace on the twenty eighth. Um, he is going to be there, so um, that's not a bad thing to get him get around. Uh, I, I Sosa is going to be there also, and so you've got uh, you've got some good guys who are right at the edge. Michael Patterson McDonald's going to be there. Eli Bowen's going to be there. So maybe we could do some community momentum. I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard a lot about Bricks when, as far as him coming, but that's good to hear that that looks like it's potentially going to happen or it is going to happen. I'm stoked to hear that because if we can get him in-house, I really think that beating Bo can close it, seal the deal. Uh, now, I know a lot of people complain about beating Bo and the stars that he's getting and whatnot, Kim. You're exactly right in here on this. Are we recruiting players or recruiting stars? Um I feel like we're recruiting players. We definitely need to be going after the ones that we feel like can play. And I think that was the one thing with Eugene Brooks is he's so versatile on the offensive line. He can play, he plays tackle in high school, but he's recruited as a guard because he can go yeah. both ways. That's big for beating Bo in the way that he develops players to go to the league. So that's important. Warmer side. So your warmer stock that you think is going to be who? Zenith locked. Yep. Um, uh, um, uh, Umezulu. That one would be huge. If we can get Zena, because I know PG's been talking about trying to uh, get his brother to flip his commitment and stuff, which I think is hilarious. But at the same time, I, I don't think it's far-fetched. It's always a possibility. Yeah. For me, on the warmer stock, I'm going to say Nigel Smith. It just, it just everything's lining up to, for Nigel to come here. So on September 8th, my anticipation is, is that he's already asked for a commitment video to be made. So that means I think he probably has already made his decision. I do think he's going to come to the good guys. So he'll be added to that line with um, with uh, with Jaden Jackson, with Wyatt Gilmore. We're going to toss in Williams, Winery, and David Stone. I'm just going to say those two will probably commit here in August. Cross our fingers and toes. Honestly, think if you want one nugget that I really believe, I think David Stone's going to have his commitment done before the season starts. I think he'll line it up and get her done before um, his senior season there at IMG. It feels like he wants to probably get it done. It looks, just by some of his posts, it just feels like he's starting to get fatigued by all of the uh, the process. And you know what? I'm not complaining because I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, I actually like the idea that he's ready to go ahead and get her done because I want that. And so 
thank you games for the five bucks we appreciate it hopefully answer your question if you got more feel free to jump in the chat um Kason, new fan love the content thank you so much for pulling up we appreciate the love appreciate all y'all pulling up all the time man it's always great party at the palace visitors you know what perfect transition cool let's jump right into that right so I know that a few people have been compiling lists. I haven't had a chance to really dive into social media and find it. And the one thing that I try to do here, because this is more of a fan place and not really an insider channel, is that when I put, compile the list that I put together and put on here, it's from me going through social media, find the players that are actually posting that they're coming. So I try to play it safe that way. I'll probably have a full list of players by Thursday. Uh, once I start seeing the social media posts, they're pulling up. Uh, so today I don't have the full list, but we're going to talk about some of the players that we've already heard coming through. And Coop, I know he's seen a few people talk about it. Tell me who you got on that list. Yeah. So um, just, and just to bring it up, you know, we've got two different, two different things going on here. You've got um, the sooner under the stars, uh, 25 uh, visitors and 26 visitors beyond. Um, so you got some of these guys coming in. Now there's some other whispers that there might be a 24 guy that might be a number one defensive lineman, number one player in the country, potentially showing up just because he's got a teammate that's might be coming in too. So, uh, but as mm -hmm. far as the uh, party at the palace, there is some, um, the, the list is still being put together, but uh, I mentioned it earlier. Andy Bass is going to be uh, showing in uh, Eli Bowen. Uh, Jaden Hardy, uh, Michael Patterson McDonald, which that's never bad since he is committing three days later. Um, you've got Danny Okoye, Michael Boganowski, Josh Ayasosa, Grant Bricks, Trevor Jackson, which is a uh, quarterback that uh, we're taking a look at, Michael Hawkins Jr., um, somebody that mm. you may have just made a video about, but uh, Brendan Zerberg, and then Xavier Robinson. So, uh, a lot of people who, um, <laughs> Topher, I, I try my best. I try my best. But um, but uh, I want to point out a little <laughs> bit, too, that the quarterback is not just about um, not just about competition. It's about you don't want Jackson Arnold and um, and Michael Hawkins Jr. taking all the reps in practice. You don't you don't want that. They can't do first, second team and scout team between two dudes. And um, God bless him. But, uh, you know, if, if we had a, a very, very tall, ineffective quarterback who wanted to stick around and play scout team, he could. But uh, he's going to be moving on, too. So uh, we need more guys out there because uh, it, it just is what it is. And so uh, we still got a while before Sperry makes it. So uh, I like it. But there are some offensive linemen coming in mm -hmm. with the quarterbacks and then a couple of guys who are just around the corner as far as commit watch. And uh, so expect it and then expect that list to grow over the next three or four days. It's going to get big. So, yeah, I, that's that's some of the stuff I'm heard. I'm wondering if Stoney's going to show up. I know that he had to go back to IMG on the 20th, which was uh, on what was that Thursday when Thursday for him to go uh, start training or whatnot for school. Um, I had heard and read somewhere as a rumor that he was going to try to come back. Uh, for the party at the palace, of course, because that's a massive recruiting weekend. That's when you start to see kids actually commit. We saw some commitments last year. Um, so that's one, that's the the big hoorah before the senior season start. 
I'm expecting the, I'm anticipating that we should see maybe one to two commitments on there. I was actually on PG show uh, earlier this week and we talked about it. And honestly, I said it the over under at two and a half. I think we'll get two commitments, but I would not be shocked at three to four coming out of the weekend of players saying, you know what? Let me lock this bad boy down before my senior season and get her going. And so, um, yeah, the visitor list is going to be long. I'll drop a video. I'll probably get Coop to jump on with me. We'll probably put something together Wednesday night to have something go out Thursday of who we have confirmed, especially, like I said, by social media post and just information I get from some folks. We'll have it out. You can look at the list. We'll talk through some of the players even more. So be excited on that. So while you all are here for hit that like button. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe, please join the family. Coop, what you got? So I also say this is keep, keep a couple things in mind. There are a couple of high end guys. And when you're watching commitments happen, um, if, if somebody has committed, oh man, I'm trying to think of the last guy that we didn't, I mean, uh, we didn't get Casey Poe, but I mean, we 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 kind of knew that. But beyond mm-hmm. Casey Poe, I can't remember a guy that committed here recently. Let's go with the past two months that we weren't in on, and so you're not seeing these guys that we expect committing anywhere else. So should work parts because that things have things are happening right so but we do have uh don mckinley is going to be making his way in the next week and a half to lsu um i don't think that lsu is completely out of it but i don't think that they're considered a leader uh okoye is mm-hmm. going to be making an alabama trip uh nigel smith is making an a&m trip um Winary is doing an oregon trip um, Boganowski will go see K-State in Kansas again, Bricks, K-State, Nebraska, and then Durham, LSU, potentially an A&M. Um, I don't think that any of these things mean anything. And that's not the homer me coming out. Like if I did, you know, again, when you have LSU involved, when you have Oregon or A&M involved, you're always worried about that. But I, I, we've said it here for, for, you know, 18 months. There's a mm-hmm. culture, the soul program leaves a mark. I say it again, that soul program leaves a mark. You know what my favorite part about the Jaden Jackson commitment was? Did mm, I tell you this? You no, 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 no. Who, uh, who made the announcement? Jaden or somebody else? Nope, his is mom. His mom. Bro, we got dudes, no, no disrespect to our boy up at Kansas, walk around with chains with iPhones playing their highlights and stuff. That was a huge moment. And that, I don't, that, that wasn't like his mom was like, you better give me that commitment hat. Uh, you know, it wasn't any of that. Like there, the guys that we're going after are, are there's some character coming to Norman and yeah, stand up this, guys. this team is going after it. And again, so I just say people want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of that accountability. They don't want to be worried about, you know, one of their teammates, popping off a 140 and a 55 and a Ferrari or anything like that. So mm. not like that would happen anywhere specific, but That's just, just understand this, just understand this. Like it, there are some visits that are still going to be going, uh, trust, trust in that soul mission, trust in this staff. So I agree. Done. <laughs> 
and 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 rightfully so that's a good soapbox because no you're right we the character is the big thing and that's the one thing i think a lot of us are seeing and appreciating about what bv and staff is doing is that they're 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 getting the most stand-up dudes they possibly can um it ain't that easy to win championships with a whole bunch of stand-up dudes but you can cheat the system and uh make it happen i promise you that and so I think that that is like the entire goal of this staff is we're going to show everybody that we can do it with the right type of dudes, the right type of players, the ones that you really want to uh, represent your organization. So excited about that. But thanks y'all for pulling up, man. If y'all haven't already hit that like button, I think we have what uh, 61 viewers, 32 likes hit that like button share. Also why? Because sharing is caring. If you listen to the audio version rate review, Give us five stars. You think we deserve it? So give us five anyway and gift it. And so um, coming up, we got commitment watches, right? And I've been doing some digging on a few players and I actually have a list. I'm going to pull up here. Give me a second because I needed to do one thing. And we're going to, I'm going to add a, uh, we're going to add a, uh, uh, um, a list of actual dates that we have. I'm gonna give a shout out to my guy, Cal Davis over on Twitter. He did a phenomenal job of putting together an entire like literal list of all the upcoming commitments to keep your eyes out for. And so got this bad boy going. Let me go ahead and load it real quick to the presenters. And I want you guys to understand that these are tentatives that we know, but at the same time, there is potential that these could actually come through like right now. And so hold a second. Uh, before we do that, Gaines, biggest coin flip prospect, most exciting recruiting battle going on currently. Let me answer this question before I throw in the actual um, uh, graphic. And also, Gaines, thank you for joining the membership. We appreciate you pulling up to the channel and being a member with us. Uh, also, I'm building a Discord community. So we can all get in Discord and talk and yell yep. at each other all the time. I'm finalizing stuff now. I'll have a link coming out soon. We'll drop a, uh, a post in the community uh, section this week. So you can hit the link, come in. It's a free join. Um, and then we'll also have sections for those that are members to the YouTube channel. You can get in and get some additional exclusive content. And so biggest coin flip prospect, I'm going to say, is Dominic McKinley. And I say that because the rumors, as Coop mentioned, is that we are – we're the, I think we're the furthest ahead right now. And I heard Texas is close. Oklahoma, Texas, and then, of course, LSU, because LSU is the quote-unquote incumbent. He's in Lafayette, Louisiana. And I actually had somebody on the stream tell me not too long ago, they said, hey, man, you know, he's in Lafayette. He ain't talking about that. You know what I'm saying? He ain't uh, he ain't about that life uh, in Louisiana like that. They're not. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that Lafayette people didn't really fool with LSU uh, that much. It was a 50-50 is what I was told. So. Got it. So I think Dominic McKinley's probably the biggest coin flip. Coop, who's your biggest coin flip? You know, I know it's a like tough that. one, right? Um, <laughs> I also think that, uh, I mean, you know, that, that it is what it is. Um, uh, you know, I, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, uh Braden Platt, um, that's still one that's, uh, we, we've got some some capabilities. Uh, I think Oregon is a huge play. He's you know he's a big linebacker. Uh, Topher brings up Boganowski. Um, you know again it's 
Um, I think, and I'm just going to be honest with this, and this is, I'm going to say this out loud and it's going to punch a couple people like a, like a jumping into an iced pond, but you can't just be a guy and try to show up in that defensive back room anymore. You got to bring something. You got to bring mm-hmm. something on that defensive back, whether it is the corner or the safety position. We got so many guys and so many, so much talent right now. So, um, you know, if Bogdanowski decides that you know he wants to go linebacker, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I think that that's the probably the safer route. But if yeah. you look at that area too, we also have some freaks there. Um, I mean, somebody earlier asked about uh, Makari Vickers. Uh, dude's name is Seatbelt. He's going to get rotation. Um, we're getting rotation, not because in, in capability and incompetence this year, we're going to get it because there's too many guys on the field that are on the sidelines that need to come out and show. Um, there's a lot of guys doing that between Josiah Wagner, who is an absolute bulldog. And, uh, then you still have guys like Jaden Rowe, Robert Spears Jennings. Um, you know, so, so I, I would say back to the original question, not the existing lineup that we got going on, but. Uh, I want to see Platt because I think that he is a linebacker. Uh, but again, I'll I, I mention this and I could be dead wrong, but uh, Peyton Pierce, if we start showing out on the field, watch, watch out for, watch out for some flip. Ooh, really? You think that that, that conversation isn't over? I don't think it's over. And um, you know what it's like up there. You know what it's like up there in that Michigan and Ohio State area. Um, Ohio State's probably going to lose to Michigan a third time this year. And those seats get hot faster than a lot of other places, especially when you're losing to Michigan if you're Ohio State and vice versa. So you start having some rumors of hot seat action. Peyton was a big Brent Venables guy. Um, if this defense comes in and is, you know, sub 45, um, I don't think those, que- those questions are, are over. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And I'm wondering how, of course, there's the Ryan Day stuff that's going on right now. Even though uh, Leonidas is the uh, recruiter for him, he he's really good at it. And so, yeah, that could be a possible flip if we can do some stuff. And so – as far as exciting recruitment battle going on currently is the Winery one. It keeps changing. It literally keeps changing. Every other day I'm looking, it's changed. Um, Georgia had – first Tennessee was trying to uh, in, impose their will in. Now looks like they're n- non-existent. Georgia got two visits out of them within like a month span. And I haven't heard a thing from Georgia since. Uh, now it's Missouri. Missouri's the conversation that I'm hearing, and I'm just like, okay, what are we? What's I know Missouri why? Because Missouri's only an hour from their house, so there's a relationship there uh, with him being in the KC area, Missouri area. It makes sense for him to consider that, but yeah, Missouri now. So his is probably the most exciting because nobody really knows what's gonna happen. Nobody knows if it's really gonna work out, and so. I I I I think that was probably the most exciting one to me. Coop, I'll pass that back to you, and then I'm gonna bring up um, the upcoming uh, visit, the upcoming list of uh, dates that we should watch out for. Yeah, um, I don't. The Missouri thing 
that's just, I mean, I, I think that he owes that to himself being from that area. I think again, um, I, I think that one of these defensive linemen that aren't in our commitment list already have already committed. I think that they're wrapping things up. I think that certain things, you know, getting, you know, checking all the boxes, but um, Missouri does have a, a, a good history of putting defensive linemen in the NFL and they can talk about that. Um, but you know, if that open conversation comes in about Missouri, you know, I, I just, you know, if you're Brent Venables and you know, Todd Pates and everybody, you're just like, I mean, this team's had trouble right now. And now like two teams that they kind of walked away from are coming in. Both of them are trending. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, as far as the coin flip, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I feel very confident about Winery. So um, maybe, maybe go Okoye. Um, I still think that mm-hmm. um, he could go somewhere else. I still, I, I don't know if you saw that picture of him and it says back at the lab and it's him and his teammates. It literally looked like if a bunch of us went and hung out with like Aaron Donald, like it just, it, <laughs> he just, one of these things is not like the other bless their hearts. But, um, but I think Okoye, I think that, he wanted to stretch his legs a little bit, um, you know, guts and glamour and everything like that. Um, you know, that wasn't his deal. But, you know, you, when you see what's going on right now, it's kind of hard to go. Why would I make a decision? Good to go somewhere. Now, if he goes to Alabama, I mean, if Danny Okoye goes to Alabama, I'm not I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be extremely upset or frustrated or wonder why, because it's Alabama still. Um, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's fair. If it's Alabama, I don't, I don't fight with Ohio State, Alabama, and honestly, A and M because E Rob there, Elijah Robinson is is a is a big time co uh, recruiter. You got you know the Godfather Larry Johnson. It, it's there's a lot you can't battle with those three schools when it comes to going defensive linemen. They they're just really good at it and they get their guys drafted. Go look at mm-hmm. how many have gotten uh, drafted in the top five from those schools. It happens so often. So our goal now is to show that Bates and them can bring that exact same thing to Oklahoma as they could, did everywhere else. And so back to Seth's question real quick about Vickers. The only buzz I've heard is that he is turning heads. The only problem you run into is you still got Billy Bowman out there. You've got Reggie Pearson, who I know is neither one of those two are going to lose their spots. Peyton Bowen's fighting some people. Key Lawrence has actually made some moves too. But I can expect Vickers to play not only DB but safety. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. I've been hearing he looks good in the fall camp. We'll talk with Colin uh, in the spring camp. We'll talk with Colin Kennedy a week after fall camp starts. We'll bring him on the show and let him kind of talk about what they're seeing and what they're hearing as far as buzzwise in actual practices. So be excited uh, about that. All right. One last question that popped in here from Neo. What's good, Neo? How's it look? What does it look? How's it look like for Stone, Winery, as well as Smith and McKinley? We are working on all of them. Like um, Winery is August first, so keep your eyes open for that. Um, I'm sensing McKinley is going to possibly be before the season starts, but I don't know. Um, and I say that because a lot of the bigger, high-profile dudes are trying to get their commitment stuff done 
before the season, the senior season starts so they can focus on it. Uh, the only one I know that didn't want to do that was Nigel Smith, but he wanted to do it specifically because of the new stadium they're opening at his high school. And so he wanted to do that as a commemorative with that portion of it. But I promise you, if that wasn't going on at his high school, Nigel Smith mm-hmm. would have done his literally in August. I think that he would have pulled it to August too. So keep that in mind. I think Stone, McKinley, Winery, um, I think they're all going to probably show up here in, um, I think they're going to show up in August. So just keep your eyes open. Now, let's jump into it. Let's jump into the dates. All right. Shout out to Kyle Davis over there on Twitter. Put out some good stuff for us. If it's small for you all, just figure out a way to zoom in. I can't help you. (laughs) But we'll talk about this. We've got some big dates ahead of us when it comes to uh, commitment. And so if you're new to the channel, if if you're listening, I'm going to read it out to you, but you can also go to the actual stream on YouTube and look at some of these names. Dates-wise, you've got, of course, James Nesta, Doozy, Xavier, Wyatt, and... Uh, Ivan Carrion, all finished in June. They've got theirs done. July, we started with Devon Mitchell, Jaden Jackson, Zion Reagans, Tyler, uh, Taylor Tatum, and then Michael Patterson McDonald is the 31st. I will be there live. I will be streaming it to the channel on that day. So if you want, pull up to the channel. I'll have the feed up. We'll do it live from his uh, commitment and it'll be here on the channel. Uh, I already hit him up. He said he gave me his blessing. So we'll have that. Um, but also you throw in Eugene Brooks, which is at the top of the, uh, the comment from Kyle. You can also see it on my Twitter account at unfair sports. Eugene Brooks is the 25th, which is what's that? Um, Tuesday. So Tuesday expect a commitment. So July 25th, yeah. you'll have that. Um, going down August the 1st, no question mark there. Williams Winery is August 1st. He said that it's August 1st for him. Then you're going to have Josh A. Sosa on the 14th, Caden Durham on the 25th. And I'm anticipating Caden Durham's to be after the game. And so he's probably going to go out there, rush for 200 yards, and then drop his commitment to Boomer Sooner. Uh, regardless, we'll be tuned in on if he got, if he does it before the game or after. All I know is he's probably going to show out, and so I'm going to be excited about that. And then you wrap up September with Braden Pratt, the linebacker out of Oregon, um, four-star, and then Nigel Smith, the defensive lineman uh, from Texas also. And I'm hearing good traction with Pratt. With Platt, I mean, um, I'm just hoping that we can win and we can get him here to the good guys. Coop, what you think? Well, again, I see a lot of names on here. And uh, I know that earlier today, <laughs> USC lost out on another one of their boys. Uh, it's the linebacker, and he committed to I'm not. They call him KVA because uh, it's Kingston, Viliamu, Asa. And uh, I just remember seeing one of the message board pieces, and it says the only one I feel comfortable about is him. And oops. Uh, so anyway, not that it's kids. Don't take pleasure in other people's misery. Um, but... <laughs> That being said, um, you know, these decisions, these things are hard. I I think Stone just a few minutes ago uh, tweeted out that, you know, he never realized how hard this decision was going to be. 
um, just a few minutes ago. I have a couple, couple people sending this over to me and people are hopping in there and, you know, saying, you know, Hey, have, have a good time. You know, this, it, I don't know what this is like. You know, I wasn't a four or five star. I, there's no chance that when I was playing baseball that I was going to uh, get drafted anywhere that was going to mean anything. But right. th- these decisions, these guys want to go out and they want to get into, um, they, they want to get into this program. They want to commit somewhere and they're being, I mean, this is like dating. This is, they are each other are see. I mean, the OU and the recruits are seeing the best of each other. Um, you know, we've got Michael Patterson, McDonald, you've got Jaden Jackson. That should tell you everything you need to know about stone. Um, you've got stuff from Wyatt Gilmore saying that, you know, we, we are all going to do this together. I saw the comment earlier in the, in the chat that, um, you know, Jane Jackson said, you know, we're committing to Oklahoma. And so um, there, there's, there's, there's good stuff coming down the pike here. And I think that, uh, you know, if by the September 8th, we wrap up Nigel, um, I got to think that stones in by that time uh, when Aaron is in, um, you know, then, then we're, then our eyes are on McKinley. And, um, I think that, uh, a lot of these guys like stone are, are they know that a lot of people they just expect it to be, OU, And so I, I just, you know, I wish somehow that these guys could really be assured that they get their moment and that it's something big. And it's not like, yeah, stone, you committed to OU. It's also hot outside. We, we understand. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> right. I would say that everybody just hop in, you know, when, when he commits hop in and just be like, we're excited to see you here. This is awesome. Um, you know, celebrate him acts like it's the spring game last year to where it meant just showing, uh, showing our players, you know, how sooner nation gets behind him and celebrates him. Not like, yeah, that's right. We all knew he was coming here. So, um, but guys, th- this, we're next year we're going to see a wide receiver and offensive lineman pull maybe a similar linebacker pull that we're seeing uh this year with this defensive line pull and it, you know it's going to be a yearly thing that we have four and five star defensive linemen offensive linemen receivers linebackers and uh when we show out i mean this is what we're doing after a six and seven season P- match that with nil and an 11 and one 10 and two type of a season and going to the sec. This is the first class that's going to be there. And it's no longer a imagine, you know, one of the years that you're going to be here. Um, you know, it, you know, you could play in the sec. No, no, no. These guys are going to be the first ones in the sec. Yeah. And, and Kim, thank you for pointing this out. Coop, you spot on with it. People are saying this is going to be amazing. It's going to be, probably the greatest class to come through Oklahoma ever. And me personally, I'm uber excited about the fact that all of these players are recruiting with each other. They're, they're recruiting other players to come play with them. Everybody is keyed in on wanting to be in the same class with each other. And because of that, this, this is going to be, this is going to be the anchor class to what Brent Venables does for years to come. This is the class is the game changer. This is the one that is going to have the most players that we're going to be looking back on and saying, dude, this is class is unreal. This is an unreal class that we have. Um, so yeah, be prepared for that. Um, Jimmy, how much will the defense be improved this year? 
So Reggie Pearson came on here and said top two. He said that he said that they can be a top five defense. That's what he said. Reggie Pearson said, I'm going to repeat that. Reggie Pearson said a top five defense. I'm going to say top 20. And because it's a top 20 defense, that means that we probably are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. That's conference championship. So, yeah. And Kim, you're right. Exactly. It's Reggie saying it. I don't feel comfortable saying it because it's me saying it. I'm not Reggie Pearson. I'm not out there on the defense with them every day, knowing everything that's going on. I feel more comfortable staying safe, playing it safe, and saying top top 20 is mine. Reggie says top five, but he's thinking top two. I'm going to say top top 20. I think I'm comfortable with saying that because it'll be a completely different, complete 180 from what we had last year. So be excited, especially with our schedule. There's no excuse not to, to be honest. I'm yeah. just going to just put it that way, too, when you look at the schedule as well. Coop, what do you think about defense-wise? What, what, where do you think we land as far as improvement goes? Uh, I, I said this in a previous spot, but Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati, Iowa State. Iowa State couldn't – I mean, Xavier Hutchinson catches the ball. They beat Texas, and maybe they look a little bit better. I mean, he dropped a wide-open touchdown to win the game. Um, he's gone. Um, you know, they – we have a five game aircraft carrier to take off for this defense. You got to imagine that people are going to be, be, be punched, punched in the, in, in the chest when this happens. Um, you got Grayson Halton who um, showed out um, with his weight gain. You have uh, Jonah Lalau. He was one of the representatives in Big 12 Media Day. Guys, that means something. That, that he didn't, you don't bring Jonah Lalau, who switched from that outside linebacker to D tackle. You don't bring him if there's not big expectations from him. You have um, obviously Rondell Bothroyd. He's going to be a guy that you look up at the end of the season and he's top two or three in the conference in sacks. Um, you've got uh, R. Mason Thomas who some people have been saying, some people inside the program have been saying, you need to watch out for this. The reason why I'm saying all these defensive linemen, that's not to throw in Ashton Sanders, who uh, Jonah Lola'u says that he has turned a lot of heads. Um, You still have Ethan Downs, who wants to not be a forgotten friend. When that defensive line does just, if they hold their own or anything better than that, we see something special start happening. Yeah. Um, we don't have offenses in the big 12 that on our schedule that are scary. There's, there's not one there's, there's, there's Texas um, again, Texas and expectations are like oil and water. Um, TCU could have a better, you know, offense than they had last year. Um, but I, there's not anything else. I mean, does this UCF who, John Reese Plumley. I mean, bless his heart. I mean, he is Bo Nix light. And if you know how I feel about Bo Nix, then that ain't saying much. Um, <laughs> and you know, Daniels at Kansas is going to be good, but um, guys, I, so yeah, I, I'll say that. And Kevin, Kellen Gilliam, Jimmy, hundred percent there too. You know, this is expectation time guys. And that doesn't throw in, a, a, you know, 
Co. That doesn't, I mean, there's just so many. We have what Brent Venable said multiple times at Big 12 Media Days is competitive depth. What does that mean? It means that we can switch a person out and it is not like, oh God, hurry up and get XYZ back in the game because this is terrible. Um, we will probably see lackluster statistics from individuals because this team defense is going to be stellar. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm saying a top 20 defense shouldn't be anything that um, we get surprised about. Now, what does that mean going into the next year? Guys, this is a cupcake schedule. And if we, if we can't have a vastly improved, and I'm saying this, you know, maybe the sellers 45, if we can have a vastly improved defense against this schedule this year, um, you know, may, maybe that's a wholesale uh, flip on the defensive line with these okay. young kids. Yeah, yeah. And so biggest factor in the deed improvement, uh, another good question, is going to be the defensive line. Adding mm-hmm. John Cher- Terry, adding yeah. Phil Paya, um, and then the growth we've had on the defensive line. I mean, the size, all the growth, P.J. Adebaoe, the freshman, you know, bringing in Ashton Champ Sanders. Having all of these players come in, that's to me, is the biggest improvement on the defensive line that we're seeing. Um, also, the other thing is that another year in the system is huge. Yeah. And this is why the another year in the system is huge is last year, everybody was learning both on the offensive side as well as the defensive side together, right? They were both trying to figure out everything. Nobody knew anything. And they were trying to – everybody was learning. Well, this year, all of the vets are teaching the young players and the new players together. So it's learning as a cohesive unit instead of us being stressed out because – Nobody knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, Keeping it a buck. It was told by a few players that, like, no one knew really what they were doing. Um, And they were trying to figure out because BV's defense is complex. Yes, Ted Roof was basically calling plays, but this is the Brent Venables defense. It's a very complex defense. And you have to pick up your slack. You can't, others can't pick up the slack for you. It's almost similar to an NFL defense, just not as robust you still have to pick up and be able to handle your own. And that is something that we're, that we've saw and we've been hearing coming out of training camp is players know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so adding a new personnel, the, the year in the system and then development, Schmitty has got them dudes huge one year of lifting weights with Schmitty game changer. Yeah. So that's to me mm. is the big deal. And, and Kim says that players helping players. Brent made a comment that Danny could not run a team, uh, you know, could not run a practice last year. No idea what, what, what was going on. And you heard it. And we, you know, it, it's been brought up several times where Danny says, you know, Brent freaked out because I was like two inches, you know, too far to the left. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Now, here you go. Um, it, don't, don't get it twisted. Like he, Danny's going to be the starting linebacker. He is going to have Kobe McKenzie right behind him. And then you're going to have uh, a Kip Lewis and uh, um, Jared Kanick. Um, those guys, that's going to be four guys. Then you bring in, um, <laughs> then you bring in some of these freshmen that are coming in and already looking and, and making plays. I mean, we have elevated the defensive recruiting. Uh, so yeah, we're, you, you expect to see that we don't bring in Dayson McCullough. Uh, you don't, you know, Harrington, 
I, you know, if he does give us solid stuff this year, that is just, I mean, right now our defensive backfield is, is the strength of the team. Yeah. And if, if, if our defensive line can set the edge and can hold up in the middle and let the linebackers um, get from uh, always having dudes all over them, you know, we can do a lot, but the speed that Canick has, it, it's a different type of speed. Maybe, you know, he was compared to Teddy Lehman, but we haven't had a guy that fast back there in quite a while. Yeah. That's the biggest difference maker is having dudes that can make up for each other. I put it like this in saying that, and I, I kind of misspoke a little bit a minute ago. It's not that the defense is complex. You can't really make up for each other. It's hard to make up for other people when you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. So let me say it that way. It was more of a now that we have veterans that know where to be and how to be there, what the timing is supposed to look like, they can make up for each other. Because that's what Stutzman was doing. That's why he had over 100 and some. He was second in the Big 12 in tackles is because he was just cleaning up stuff that kept going past that weren't supposed to be – that wasn't supposed to happen. And so now knowing where to be, it'll be a lot easier to cover each other's butt. Um, and a lot of the personnel, like a Reggie Pearson, who's – has a very high football IQ and he played in a Rex Ryan style defense at Wisconsin. That is very complex too. Just like it is with BV. They'll be able to really help each other get to the right spots. Jerry Cannon won't be running to the wrong spot at full speed because he knows where to be at now. Um, as BV mentioned when we, when the season first started, he said that Jerry's ever played really linebacker. He doesn't know what to do now. He knows what to do. And so, he doesn't have to be the jack of all trades, but he's going to be kind of like that as that Mike spot or potential wheel, depending on which way they put him. He knows where to be and he can be there real good. And then your cheetahs are going to be stupid good with McCullough and uh, Harrington. They're going to be switching in and out. I've heard Harrington's probably going to be jumping in and out like crazy. So keep your eyes out on that one. And um, lastly, this is a very good point on this one, Hank, with Stone. St Stone's letting everybody else do their thing. We know that he's the biggest one, and and if I'm gonna be honest with my feelings and optimism with him, I'm about 98% that he's gonna be a sooner. Um, I leave 2% just because there can be a curveball thrown in there, and that life is there's no certainties in life. But I'll say this: I think that he does want to let everybody else have their moment. He's still recruiting other people to Oklahoma, um, is what I've heard from other recruits. He he wants he's trying to get people to come with them, and this is going to be historic class. They probably all know everybody's going to commit. I think why Gilmore when he put that power line deal together, he's like, yeah, in the conversation with all of them, they're like, yeah, no, we're all going to do it. We're just going to take our time and let everybody do their thing. So if that's the case, boom. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. And so Lori, no, I don't. I think there's a couple that believe that, um, a few programs can come in and snatch him up. I don't think anybody wins his services. I think that unless mom really gets pissed off at this staff, there's no way he doesn't commit adding him. I'm really hoping Caden Durham doesn't lean LSU for track and he comes here. And then, um, Michael Patterson McDonald on the 31st should be a lock. And so we should be good to go. Okay. That's a lot of information. Um, I was going to jump into this fun, but to be honest, we're kind of going long. So I'm opening up to questions. We'll talk about this college football all um, all name team a little later. I know a lot of people like to jump over to Josh Pate's um, 
late kick, but you can jump into that anytime. So you don't need to leave us, but thank y'all for pulling up, hit the like button as well as subscribe. If you're new to the channel, what questions do we have here in the chat before um, I kick y'all out and let y'all go enjoy y'all's day? Seth. Yes. I'm expecting a lot of pick sixes. Um, these guys are here to do some craziness. Oh man. Games, thank you again. Another five bucks. We appreciate the love here. All right. Do we believe the guys that BV is bringing in on defensive line are going to resemble players like Eric Stryker in his past? Ooh. I mean, I think I think better. Um, yeah. I mean, like, it's – I mean, the, the, let's just – Eric Stryker wasn't a guy a lot of folks thought was going to turn into something, you know, what what he was. Uh, Eric Stryker was a blitzer um, and he just always was there. And they had, they had, um, they had a lot of, uh, <laughs> we had a lot of really good guys in that, in that era. But um, when, when you have the SEC defensive linemen that are, I mean, this is across the board and that's going to be the, one of the bigger things that we, um, that we really see going into the SEC is, um, you know, we're not going to get in. Uh, you know, a weak defensive line out of anybody besides maybe Vanderbilt. Um, but their coach said they're going to win a national championship here in the next few years. So, you know, maybe he knows something we don't. But right. every single one of these defensive linemen, these are three and four, you know, defensive linemen uh, across the board. So, yeah, let's go with this. Is I think that the guys that he brings in, he wants guys who are going to be multiple or – just absolutely elite. Peyton Bowen is guys. We keep on forgetting about Peyton Bowen. This guy is the biggest safety recruit I that I can remember for OU. Um, and you saw it in the spring game. He's going deep. Um, he did this thing where he uh, looked back for the ball, and then he saw the ball, and he intercepted the ball. And we have been complaining about our de defensive backs for ten years. You know, why don't they ever turn around and look at the ball? So we're going after those guys. Yeah. And so linebacker wise, when you ask about striker, um, hitter, Lewis Carter. That's your dude. That is Lewis it. Carter's gonna be that dude. He's gonna be that dude at linebacker. Um, and B V Rave. I think I, I if if you want to give that compare compare uh comparison, apologies, fumbling my words, comparison. I'm going to say Lewis Carter. I'll say that's the guy because the way that BV raved about him at Tampa Catholic before he even got here and the type of players coming out of there. And then when he got on campus, he was raving about him as just a player. I think Lewis Carter is going to be your striker. He's going to be your hard hitter. He's going to be one of those players that um, is going to be a monster. So if we're going to say one, He's I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be um, – Eric Stryker had a nose for the blitz. I mean, you got to go a little bit further back to for our last thumper at safety, and that's Brandon Everidge. And that's who oh, Lewis Carter reminds me of is Brandon Everidge. Brandon Everidge destroyed his neck and his shoulders because he hit dudes every time he had an opportunity. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Neo asked this one about the physicality on offensive side. Uh, yes. So we all know in the past, the Grinch uh, defense setup was, you know, they, they gave space. They weren't very physical, not a lot of uh, man to man. Um, we're going to see a lot more of that in my anticipation is we're going to be a lot more physical. We're going to try to muscle people at the line. I think the trenches are going to be stronger because of having Schmitty in comparison to what we had with Wiley back in the day. 
So, yes, we're going to be a force on third down. Now, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you now, Neo, and I'm going to warn all Sooner fans right now. Listen to your boy. We're going to be hella physical on third downs. We're going to give up some big plays on third down, too. So prepare yourself for that. As long as you don't lose your mind at the fact that we're attempting to muscle, some teams are, some offensive coordinators are still smart enough to know how to get lucky on some plays. We're going to give up a couple here or there, but I don't think we give up very many. I think we still do have a top 20 yards per game defense. Um, the bigger thing it's going to be is we will be physical as hell with those linebackers. I mean, our linebacker corp is so deep, we'll be fine. So be prepared for that portion of it. I just want to warn everybody because I know a lot of people will be mad when stuff happens. It will. So, but it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of cracking. And Connor near is another one at linebacker to keep your eyes out on. Mm -hmm. He may not have been highly recruited, but he was a national champion D two. The other thing about him is he's experienced his experience in playing linebacker at the collegiate level was going to pay dividends with the young players, especially if you rotate him in with Stutzman and everybody else. Cause I mean, Kobe McKenzie is going to get a lot of game too. He's already huge. <laughs> um, you're going to get that. Um, I wonder if Case and Kalmus will be big enough to actually go play linebacker too. Rocky Kalmus's boy. He, he's coming here as a PWO. I'm curious if he's going to be sizey enough to go out there and play linebacker. He might. He might. He might be lifting himself to get to that point. So keep an eye out for Lil Calmus on that. Um, that's funny that Hank is the one that got kicked out of the late kick because of uh, uh, arguing with Texas fans. Hank, I salute you, my brother. <laughs> that is dope. That is hilarious stuff that you got. Banned the Lord's for, work for fighting for fighting with Texas fans because I mean that's the tradition of uh, Sooner fans is to fight with them. Are we still going after Jay Sean Ross? Rumor has it that's a no go, my boy. Um, I've heard that he is not in uh, a take. I don't know why. I'm waiting for some news to come out as to why, but I've heard that he's not a take. I heard it was. A couple of other teams had similar sentiment, and that's where I'll leave it. Hmm. How many days till kickoff? 41? Hmm. Was it 41? I I, I missed. I'm not going to lie. A lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff with the kids here this weekend and a lot of yard work, and so my Twitter game has been down. I did uh, make a couple of, of, of bets where I get to change some Texas fans' profile pictures. So, uh, me and uh, shout out Monty Cisco, um, <laughs> throwing some bets at folks. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, yep, 10 hours ago, Oklahoma versus the world posted 41 days until OU football. I knew it. Yes. I had to go jump on Twitter and figure it out because I, I really did forget. 41 days. And the play he did was Rocky Calmus's 41 yard interception return for a touchdown. And the 63 to 14 win over Texas in 2000. Yeah. If Texas fans throw 49 to zero at you, tell them, you know, that's cool. Enjoy your win. That's great. But did not, did you know that Texas has never scored 50 points on the Oklahoma team in history? How many times has OU done it? Seven times. We have scored over 50 points on Texas. So just remember that they are you with you. Like, man, that's awesome. What sucks is that you still couldn't get 50 points against us. But we've dropped over 50 burgers on you numerous times. 
So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely throw that in their face like crazy. Um, let's see. I see. I see one that I want to. Uh, Brooks is uh, committing on the twenty fifth. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Neo, uh, is it possible for the defense to have more than one cheetah and make offense? Yeah. So Neo, this is this is one of the things that um, what I meant by like our some there's so many multiple guys. Um, you know, Dayson McCullough was doing seven on sevens as a free safety, a six five free safety. Uh, you know, sophomore junior year and a lot of these seven on sevens. And so the other safety was just told like, hey. You can go do whatever you want because see that cat back there, you know, that looks like uh, Adam Sandler's, uh, 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 you know, football movie or the prison one. I, I always forget the name of it, but um, you know, it, 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 you can throw so many of these guys out there because with a guy like, uh, you know, Makari Vickers, a uh, Peyton Bowen, a, you know, a Gentry Williams, Woody um, Pearson, you've got so many guys that can do so many different things. And so Dayson McCullough, don't be don't be crazy to think that like he is going to be like 12, 15 sack guy. He is a legit cheetah. He is somebody who is going to you don't know if he is going to be covering a slot or if he's going to be blitzing off the edge or if he's going to spy the quarterback. Um, same thing with Justin Harrington, uh, the, the longest yard. Yes, thanks, Neo. Uh, but, you know, they get that one dude who's like head button to, uh, you know, you see a, a six five dude at two fifty coming off the edge are you going to run a slant towards that cat drake not Stoops at all i don't think it is lucky stars that he ain't running up against days so yeah, yeah i think that we can have a lot of multiple position guys and there's a lot there's a you know what do you want to call it small ball or what but if that but a lot of that is determined one once again on that defensive line yeah no, just i agree like and I looked it up real quick just to see. Kaysen Kalmus is uh, playing DB for us. So little Rocky Kalmus will be a DB on this squad and be prepared when um, he goes out there and makes a name for himself just like his pops did. So I'm not going to be surprised at the achievement he has. Uh, Taylor Heim was another one that I know that BV yeah. was raving about at media days. At uh, I think he's what six five as well. Six five two forty. Yeah, yeah, already. So, yeah. um, yeah. Imagine that at linebacker running at your head, because he's a linebacker. Six six yeah six four six five roughly two and some change. Big boy out of Bethany, Oklahoma. He's walking in on this team. And he's going to have a stash, too, which is going to make him even more terrifying. I'm really excited to see what he looks like uh, on the field. He's an athlete, so he'll be playing multiple positions. He'll be everywhere. Um, just be prepared to see him go out there and uh, terrorize defenders. We've got a huge team at linebacker yeah, and in the secondary. It's kind of terrifying if you really think about it. Like, wow, you've got some big dudes. So to answer that question around multiple cheetahs, don't be surprised if you see McCullough and Harrington out there together um, in some sets. And when I'm playing, because because Harrington's fast enough to play in the secondary. And you put McCullough at the linebacker safe additional corner spot. Jeez, us. Whew. Anyway, yeah, it's, 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, this is a good one right here. Cool. Who starts at corner? Uh, Gentry and Woody. There you go. I was going to say the exact same thing. It's going to be um, Gentry as, and Woody Washington. Yeah, since uh, since Gentry's uh, issue, um, you know where he had the heat exhaustion. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 has just been absolutely everywhere. Now, again, I know that we all have PTSD. We don't have a Pat Fields out there. We don't have a bookie out there. We don't have these guys where you're wondering like uh you know justin broyles none of those cats are there brent said it at the end of the year we lost experience but i think we got better as a team we got better athleticism okay so you have um you have a lot of uh, opportunity from a position from that position and when you see a guy like uh makari vickers roll out in the second quarter or mm-hmm. a guy like Josiah Wagner run out there. It, it, Kendall Dolby, another big one. Um, oh, uh, the, the Kenny Walker, uh, still 6'2", you know, 200-pound transfer from last year. Um, Jaden Rowe, who still has yet to see. He's just 6'3", 210. So you know, just 6'3", 210. Nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Um, Robert Spears Jennings. You, yeah, Robert Spears Jennings. Uh, he Robert Spears Jennings and Peyton Boner are, are guys who can do a couple of different things. They can line up and show safety or play defensive back. It, you know, you it's not guys. Again, I, I'm I'm so excited about this secondary, and we we're, we're all going to be twitchy. But we legitimately have linebackers back uh, too deep at every position that are solid guys, competitive depth. There's a reason why Brent made that uh, Brent Venables made that comment 33 different times. And then you throw out what we potentially have right now with the defensive line getting better. Uh, again, it's still a let's, you know, see it to believe it type of a thing, but um, there's a lot, there's a lot of reason why there's a lot of optimism in this defense. Yep. And to answer your question, Hank, Kendall Dolby is your only guy under at about five ten. So under 5'10", nobody. But Kendall Dolby's your, sm- your shortest. He is 5'10". And and Reggie Pearson said that he's a thumper. Kanai Walker is 6'2". <laughs> I mean, good God. We don't talk about Jacoby Johnson out of Mustang. If you watch That's the it. Under Armour game, he was probably the more – he he made a ton of plays out in that game. And that is that you know that is backyard football. Yep. And keep this in mind with Jacoby. Um, I sense as we continue to go on, I appreciate y'all sticking with us. We got 70 in. Make sure y'all hitting that like button while we're still chopping it up. Cause this is actually some good conversation. Jacoby Johnson is a pure athlete as in he yeah. can play DB lockdown DB safety and run routes like a wide receiver. There's a good, I, if there's a prediction I have of a player that's going to be seen on a lot of different spots, I think Jacoby's going to end up playing wide receiver long-term, but I think he'll be like DJ Graham. He's going to play both defense and offense. And he's going to end up finishing at the offensive side of the ball. Dude is a monster and we're going to get a lot out of him. Yeah. You're, I think he's I mean, the one to be. Yeah. There, there's, there's a reason why you don't see a lot of, uh, a lot of defensive back uh, targets here this year. And it, we feel really, really good where we're at. So um, DJ Graham, he made that move. 
It's uh, now again, I, I heard the pick six. Um, you know, CJ Colden was really um, the the big interception guy last year. So yeah. we have, uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, Woody returns to that spot to where. It, and I'll just I'll just say this: if if you get two corners that nobody really wants to throw at, you're throwing over the middle for a lot, and you get a lot of guys who want to hurt folks in the middle. So maybe yeah. the interceptions. Um, I would say expect to see a lot of tipped inter- interceptions, balls coming up off the p- top of people's hands, people getting hit and the ball bouncing up and somebody being there. A swarming team defense is what we're going to see. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, how long does it take from Seth? Thank you for being a member. We appreciate the love. How long does it take for Bama to drop to a mid-tier team when Saban retires? Man, that's tough. I think my question is going to be who succeeds Saban. If it ends up being Dabo Sweeney, they do not move. And I'm saying Dabo because Dabo has a clause in his contract at Clemson that the payout, the buyout is even larger if he leaves for Bama, which tells me the only job he's going to leave Clemson for is what? Bama. And so he'll they'll be good. Um I don't see them dropping mid-tier. I think that it's going to be a lot tougher for them long-term if Saban's gone because, you know, just the, just the ability to recruit by the name of Nick Saban. It's going to be hard for them to be able to replicate with anybody else. But I will say that um, I don't. if it ends up being Dabo, they will continue to be consistent as far as um, – play goes not as many national championships but they'll maintain 10 win seasons that's my thought when it comes to the saving piece uh there was a good question in here my boy games uh do you think the offensive side is good as long as dg stays healthy next offensive commit you see twofold one yes the offense will be just fine dg has the the offense locked down as far as running it now his receivers have to be good at it too and now he can actually teach them uh, any adjustments that Levy made before he got there and he had to learn it on the fly too made things a little difficult. Now he's been ingrained in it. I know he studies hard. Now he can get his receivers on the same page and majority of receivers were here last year. Only thing person you have to teach really is Andrew Anthony. Mm-hmm. Then you're good. I think that our offense is going to be light years ahead. And honestly, I said this to a group chat with some buddies. I'm predicting 4,000 yards passing and like 500 yards rushing from DG. I think he's going to run the ball more because I, there's a safety net behind him of players that actually knows the offense coming in. We don't have to be concerned about if he gets hurt, you can, I think if he gets hurt, you can play general booty this year, or you can throw in Jackson Arnold. And I think there's probably packages for Jackson Arnold to play now so that he gets his reps. I'm sensing they're going to make sure that he gets, um, he gets, he plays no more than four games to keep his red shirt. If they decide to have him red shirt, so they can play him an additional two, uh, four years total. But I don't think Jackson Arnold lasts that long. So to me, you go ahead and play him. You get him his reps because I think he lasts two years of starting, maybe three. That dude's going to the pros. Uh, what you think? Uh, and next commitment is going to be Elijah. I mean Eugene Brooks, the offensive lineman out of Sierra Canyon, California. That's going to be next offensive commitment. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with that. The the offense lineman's not the sexy pick, um, and I keep on forgetting. 
um, the NFL Academy uh, offensive lineman. You're going to have to do it while I answer the question. I forget, I always forget his name because I because there's just too many to think of. I started moving to 2025 a little bit here the past couple <laughs> weeks. Um, but um, you know, Caden Durham is probably the next sexy pick. Um, you know, for people who want to really see that, I don't I don't see us taking another. Uh, I don't think it's see us taking another wide receiver. Um, I think the Terry Bussey train has moved on. Um, unless AM falls apart. Um, mm, I would say that true. anybody that we're on right now from a skill set, skill position set, uh, we're definitely not going to be taking another running back. Um, uh, although we did get Kiwan Jones, uh, future cast in for his son. How, how old does and that Kate make jo- you all Kate feel? Jones? Yeah, I should feel yeah. old. Caden Jones, he's Jesus. 26. So he's, he's, he's still two, two more years away, but, uh, Caden Jones, uh, I ran track against his daddy and he beat me. Um, but I say this is, um, I, yeah, I think the offense looks good. I think that Jackson Arnold has packages that he comes in for. I think that if the game is something like 28, 17 early in the third quarter, you know, our defense is looking solid or 28, 10 or something like that. I think you see a Jackson Arnold come in. We're not waiting to the fourth quarter. We're not waiting to 48, 10. And uh, a blowout going on. If if you don't remember what a blowout is, that's what we did to Nebraska. It's been a while, so just uh, rekindled those memories. But um, yeah, one hundred percent. I think that he comes in. I think that everybody knows the elephant in the room that uh, you know the, the Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams saying. But the difference is, is Spencer Rattler had issues in the locker room. DG owns the locker room. He is the captain. He people love Dylan Gabriel. He has done this right. Um, I think from the offensive standpoint, we're going to see our, our, it's going to be a 57, 55% run. Um, you're going to see a lot of that. Um, you know, I, I really think that with the speed that we have, um, we're going to see the slant coming back in. We're going to see wide receivers blocking their asses off for each other. And I'm going to, you're going to see a lot of uh, backfields where you have saw Chuck and Barnes. And if you have not seen a recent picture of Javante Barnes, dude is swole. He could not yes. run for a little bit and he was working on his body. And so you're going to see some of that Joe Mixon's Maja Pirine backfield situation uh happening and uh you know stogner up there too so um I, I do think that the offense looks better i do think that uh the game management portions are going to be better but here's another thing we may not see the only thing i say about that four thousand yard thing we may not see that because i think that we're playing with a lot of short fields with this defense improvement mm, that's a good point you might be right we may not get a lot of big plays if this defense does what we think it's going to be and Lori, you're no, yeah, that's that's a that's a, that's a that's a very fair critique. I don't think he's going to overthrow people. I think the timing will be on a lot better this year in comparison to the past. Um, I agree with Phil still. I think that Dylan Gabriel, Jaleel Farouk is going to be the best one uh, QB wide receiver combo this season. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of connections. I think that we'll leverage his speed, his op- ability in open field to do things, and we'll give Jaleel Farouk the uh, Peter Ward treatment. And let him just go at it. I think he's going to be that special this season. This is his year at his size and speed and stature. He can, he can be our next CD lamb. Let's put it like that. I'm, I'm, I'm sold on Jaleel Farouk. And I think that, that we'll get that from him. 
Uh, Connor, thanks for pulling up. I know, you know, it's okay being late. You can go back to the beginning of the video and watch everything and we'll make sure to answer this question. But offensive line will look like, oh God, offensive line is probably going to be better this year. More experienced, more prepared for this setup. Walter Rouse is a monster at tackle. Him and Tyler Guyton together, probably the best bookends in the country, period. Um, argue with whoever you want to on that one. Uh, talking to uh, Colin Kennedy on that, that's the first thing he says, like, dude, Rouse, Guyton, psh. and after what Guyton did to Jared Verse and his ability to move and shift between those those uh, nose tackles and uh, those edges, man, yeah, we're fine. Offensive line is going to be stupid good. Shout out to Bill Beatonbo for getting the players that he knew was going to work. And then Troy Everett's going to be one to keep your eyes out for. I expect him to take a yeah. spot and start this year. Period. If, uh, if Andrew Andrew yeah. Rame Andrew Rame something needs to happen he needs to have the season that with expectation um and if he does um I I think that we see this I think with the interior you know interior line uh with uh Savion Fat Sunshine McCabe Matower um you know, Caleb Schaefer and Troy Everett you're gonna have yourself as some <laughs> apparently you've never heard that one but, I have uh, not and I'm that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but again, uh, Sexton should be healthy. Um, you know, now getting into game shape is a big piece. But yeah, Rain, Rain, this is his first time that he's actually gone through the strength and conditioning program. Uh, he was the uh, the wrist brace guy for the first uh, two years of his career. And so I'm hoping that he, uh, he, he does. I'm hoping that he has put in the work and he gets more consistent. Because uh, I... I you know, Dylan's not very tall and those snap issues look a little bit more insane when you're, when, you know, somebody else was out there snapping to their spring game. Yep. That is exactly, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't prepared for <clears throat> that at all. Oh man. So, um, Last one, we'll wrap it up with Seth with this question, and then we're going to let y'all go ahead and do it. I'm going to give me some food because I'm actually kind of hungry. Who do you want to play for our other Power 5 team we add? Power 5 team. Oh, man, that's a good question. Who, who else do we want to play? Hmm. I, 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 you know, so, I like shooting for them. Go ahead. Go ahead, Coop. I'll, get, I'll give you this one first. I'm trying to think. I was gonna say so we are ha we are still having a lot of um, a lot of success recruiting in the you know upper northeast, the Atlantic area, that Maine, Maryland stuff. I'd like to see us throw out like a Yukon or like a, a Maryland. Um, just I don't see any anything anything wrong with us going up there. We've had you know uh, Caleb Williams came from there, uh, Jalil Farouk. Uh, keep those pipelines, and that's that's. That's where you're going to do it. If we're going to do it, we need to, you know, play something like that. Whether it's a home and home, I, I, I don't, I'm not scared of going and playing UConn if they still have a football team by that time. But uh, Maryland is going to stick around for a little bit longer. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's what I would like to see somewhere up there, Boston College, Penn State, Penn State, Boston College would be fun. Louisville would be intriguing and Washington. I would love to go up there and check out their stadium. Yeah. Um, I'll, and it, Lori asking this question, I'll wrap this one up. This is a very good question. And so as has been mentioned in the comments, it's all about depth. 
this class, just, you know, one more time to reiterate this. This is the last class that we'll be able to take as many players as we want to without any type of uh, penalty because traditionally you can only take 25 players in your recruiting class. It limits things, makes it to where you, you know, you share the wealth, quote unquote parity. But because of the portal and the NCAA still trying to figure out how that's going to work with players transferring in and out on those windows, they decided that you can recruit up to your 85 scholarship players. And so since that's the case, we're going to take as many players as possible. Plus going into the SEC, it's smarter to have, as mentioned, you want to have younger quarterbacks that are learning the system, be your scout team players and all of that jazz. So having Michael Hawkins, who's going to be behind Jackson Arnold for at least two years anyway, Michael Hawkins with another quarterback that's going to work with them. And then Kevin Sperry right behind them working. You're going to have, you're going to need at least having four quarterbacks is a great thing to have going into the SEC because we're going to be going against teams. That's going to level the bleep out of us. So yeah, we want to go ahead and be prepared for that. But uh, some of these schools y'all mentioned, Colorado will be dope. I'm not going to lie. I do. I don't want like Okie light. Okie light. They good. We're good on them. I'm, I'm good on that one. That's going to be on uh, Gumby's uh, dead body, which is very true. Uh, <laughs> I do love the idea of Pitt or Wisconsin. I would love to see Luke Fickle's Wisconsin team. I'm going to make some content around yeah. Wisconsin because I'm intrigued by what he's going to be able to do up there and take over um, what's going on there. So, uh, hey, and Tebow, somebody said USC. Tebow ain't going to be there. He's not going to be there. I, I'd say prep yourselves now. Is it, 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 This may be his last year. I bet yeah, he takes. I'm, I bet he takes an NFL job. I'm giving him two years. I'm giving him two years. Lester, of course, thank you for pulling up. So we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Put a bow on it. Thank y'all for pulling up to the channel as usual. We appreciate all the love. You you made it this far. Hit that like button if you haven't already. If you are new to the channel, go ahead and subscribe. Memberships are available. There's a join button on the uh, videos. Hit join and support the family. We'd love to have you. And um, besides that, yeah, flex. Flex on social media with us. Go ahead and share this on social media. Hit that flex button. If you're listening to us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You're going to think we deserve it. Just give us five anyway and gift it. And with that, we will chop it up with all of you. I mean, there's some YouTube videos popping up in front of us uh, when you rewatch it. So we'll have that there and uh, join us later. We'll chop it up soon. Peace.